Hey guys, welcome to Cheesecake and Conversation, where we hope to brighten your day and fill you with hope by sharing biblical truths and real life experience. So grab your slice of cheesecake and let's get started. Enjoy the show. Jenny. Well, as promised, we are going to start this series on stewardship today. And I am so, I'm really excited about this. I'm so excited. Um, And I always listen to people and I'm like, oh, they always say I'm so excited. I really am excited for this. And, you know, I don't like to go more than 20 minutes on these podcasts. So we are definitely probably going to have to split this up. How many days? I have no idea. It's just going to depend on what we get through and what I feel like God puts on my heart. But I really hope that this will um, just bless you and hopefully just help you take your life you know, to the next level with God. Um, so, you know, I, my online um, platforms, if you don't know, is Jenny B Wellness. And I stepped into ministry just within the last couple of years. Um, I've almost finished my official ordination, like, you know, the real deal ordination where I've been going through a lot of classes and, um, you know, all the things, of course, all online now, which I'm thankful for. But um, as I've been going through all this, my husband and I have gotten really involved in, you know, the church and in children's ministry and all these things. But there is something comes up so often and for us for people that we know um just all the time and i don't know if you guys have ever said this or if you've ever heard it but a lot of times people um and even christians will say things like um you know i'm just waiting on god i'm just waiting on god i know i've talked about this in one of my previous podcasts as well just that verbiage and if you have ever um you know, thought that or, you know, spoke that or kind of just felt like stuck because you're thinking that you're waiting on God. I really want to challenge that because the Bible states that when Jesus did what he did and after the resurrection of Jesus, um, you know, on the cross, he said, it is finished. It's finished. So we need to remember that he was not only talking about our salvation. Okay. He talks about in John 10, 10, you know, the devil comes. Here's what he's here to do. He's here to kill, steal, destroy. He's here to devour you. And uh, if you look up and study that word devour, that actually means to consume. Like the devil is here to consume your thoughts, consume your actions, consume your um, feelings, um, all of those things. He's here to devour you because if he can consume you, he takes you away from everything Jesus died for you to have. So in addition to salvation, which is uh, the most precious, amazing gift that he gave us, 
we, he says that he came so we could have, so we could have, you read John 10, 10, it says, I came, that's Jesus talking, so we could have and live life, that means here on earth, that doesn't mean when we die and go to heaven, that means while we are here, we, he wants us to have and live life to the full, okay, in abundance until it overflows. Now that's Jesus talking. All right. So the first part, the devil's here to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to devour us, consume us, our thoughts, our actions, our will, our emotions, right? Do you worry? Do you have anxiety? Are you scared? Are you feel fearful? Do you care about what people think? Um, do you struggle with unworthiness, insecurity, uh, you know, all of these things? Well, those things are all just lies from the pit of hell. That's just Satan consuming you and devouring you in one way or another. And so I talk a lot about that in my book. You know, my book is coming out, you guys. The launch date is July 21st. Um, it is official. But I talk about that a lot in my book, how to um, receive what Jesus has done and resist Satan. Like, what does that mean? Scripture tells us to resist him. And so I talk about that in my book and really give you like practical breakdown tools, how you resist him in, you know, how you get him uh, off of you and away from you and away from your life. So as we, we are here talking about stewardship. Okay. So going back to people saying, I'm waiting on God, I'm waiting on God. Well, according to what Jesus said, we're not waiting on anything. He already finished it. According to what Jesus said, we are able because of him, through him, in him, as believers, as disciples, okay, after receiving him as our Lord. Listen, guys, there's a big difference between Jesus being your savior and Jesus being the Lord of your life. And you really need to sit with that for a second. And as we go through this stewardship series, you really need to ask yourself some hard questions. Is Jesus the Lord of that area of my life? Is he the Lord of that area of my life? There is a huge difference between having your salvation and being saved and Jesus really being the Lord of your life. Okay, so just want you to sit with that for just a second. So Jesus said... It is already done. So that tells me that we have nothing to wait on God for. Okay. So God does not change. I've said this over and over again. His promises don't change. His word doesn't change. What Jesus said and did doesn't change. Okay, so it doesn't change. So if we're lacking in one area or another in life, we've got to be looking at what we are doing or not doing, what needs to improve about the level of lordship we're allowing Jesus to have in that area of our life. And this brings me to the sub subject of stewardship. So, um, so many things came to mind as I was thinking of stewardship. We are stewards of everything the Lord gave us, and we are supposed to be stewarding it in a way that glorifies 
God and leads people to Jesus. Okay, so we just need to stop real quick here and think about why do we do the things that we do? And including myself included, there have been multiple times in my life I could sit here and say, I did that because I wanted to impress people. I did that because, you know, I wanted people to, um, you know, admire XYZ or think that was cool. I mean, you know, I even see this in my children. I think it is natural for humans to, um, you know, seek, you know, like affirmation or, you know, confidence and, you know, you don't want to look a certain way in front of people, all these things. But really what we need to be doing is making the Lord, the Lord, all right, of those areas of our life and our intentions of why we do what we do, you guys as believers and as Christians, the only intention, the only end goal should be to advance the kingdom of God, to bring more people to Christ, to show more people Jesus through what we say, how we act, how we spend our time, um, you know, how we look, um, our attitudes, our behaviors, all of these things. So if we look at each individual thing we're going to look at, when we talk about stewardship, I think a lot of times people, when they hear stewardship, they automatically think of money. So we will talk about money. Um, but today I'm not going to, I might talk about it a little bit, but I want to talk about some other things that most of the time I don't think people associate with stewardship. So um, I wanted to talk about time. You know, how are we stewarding our time? And are we making Jesus Lord of our time? Okay. And I'm kind of chuckling over here because, you know, that, listen. Walking the the real deal Christian life in our flesh is extremely difficult, right? But if you're truly walking with the Lord to those things, what you will find is the desires of your heart will change because the desires of your heart in your flesh versus when Jesus is the Lord of your desires, they look pretty different a lot of the time, right? So the closer that we grow to him and the the more we relinquish um, ourselves being the Lord over our time, for example, because we're talking about time and we say, okay, Jesus, you are the Lord of my time. So you dictate to me how I spend my time. You tell me how to spend my time. Let me steward my time well. Now, we all know time is the most precious commodity that we have here while we are on earth. Guys, please do not waste your time. Please do not waste your time. We live in a society that is inundated with all things distraction. You know, I mean, I don't even have to name them off. Everybody knows what you carry around in your hand all day, what you're scrolling on all day, what you're sitting down in front of every single night or maybe, you know, during the day, depending on what you're doing. I mean, I don't even have to to go into it. We are filled with, uh, not filled with, we are surrounded by constant distractions from God. Of course we are. That's the way Satan wants it. That's how he wants it. Because see, if you're distracted, and you're allowing your flesh to dictate how you steward your time. God can't 
work with that, guys. <laughs> Meaning, again, you're not waiting on him. He's waiting on you to make him the Lord of your time so that the things that he's already done for you through Jesus can come to fruition in your life. Do you see what I'm saying? This applies to every area of your life. So again, you need to sit down like, uh, you know, I wrote down kind of a list. If you guys want to write these down, put them in your phone. So things that came to mind for me as far as stewardship. So stewarding, like we're talking about your time, your body, your behaviors, your attitude, your relationships, your marriage, your kids, your money, and stewardship of your heart which we're going to get into that a different day because I'm already at almost 13 minutes here. Because um, your heart, it was kind of funny. My my kids were like, Mom, when it says, you know, God sees our heart, like, you know, for a kid, they're just thinking your heart is this muscle. Like, so he sees my heart, Mom. It's like beating in my body. So like, what exactly is he looking for? And I thought that was so cute. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, we read all the time. God sees your heart. David was a man after God's own heart. You know, what does that mean? Your heart really is your, your soul, and your soul is your mind and your thoughts and your will, your will, your choices, your intentions, right? And it's your emotions. And so as we talk about stewardship of your heart, it kind of ties into the stewardships of your behaviors, of your attitudes, you know, the way you treat people, all those kind of things. But going back real quick, you know, to time how you steward your time. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think it's great to have mentors. You need to make sure your mentors are, especially if you're trying to live a radical life with Jesus. And, you know, Shane and I, man, we're in a place where we're like, um, we know that there's over 600 promises in this Bible to God's people, you know, to the believers, to the body of Christ. And by golly, we're going to get as many of those promises to come to fruition in our life as we can while we are here. So that is our commitment. And we are willing. So if you go to Colossians 3, um, I probably need to back all this up with scripture. It'd probably be a good idea. But Colossians 3, um, I like to read out. I'm reading now the Amplified. But it's talking about putting on your new self. Right. So therefore, if you've been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep it focused habitually. Sometimes. No, it says habitually set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which only have temporal value, right? So he's saying it goes on. So I encourage you just to go pull up Colossians 3. Um, if you read it in the Amplified, it's, it's a little, um, I'd say more descriptive, a little easier to understand. But you know, what he's saying is that your mind keep it focused on the things above, on Jesus. And Jesus being the Lord, right? The Lord of your life and everything that comes with it. And so 
as far as taking your life to that next level, guys, as far as stepping into every single promise, because see, you're not waiting on God for his promises to come to fruition. Jesus took care of it already. He already took care of it. He's waiting on you to do the things he asked you to do. And, you know, we say the word obedience. And I'll tell you what, we live in a, a society. Um, well, number one, everybody is super self-consumed. Well, you do you. Um, you live your truth. You know, everyone is so, um, they're just out of the word of God. They are just in the world, in selfishness, um, you know, everything earthly. And that's, it, it talks about that right here, you know. Um, and, you know, sometimes people also will say or will get into conversations where they're like, well, there's still people that are successful without God. Yeah, sure there are. Sure there are. Um, because you can follow the systems of the world and still have success by definition of the world. Okay? And you can also have success with God and surpass all of the success of the world because God's promises are much more than anything the world can ever author, offer you, right? Um, so yes, you can have, you know, what the world would call success or earthly success. Um, and if you choose to live your life for that, that's your choice. God gave you that choice, you know? So there, but there can't be an expectation then of, well, I believe in God, right? And maybe you're even saved or maybe you're not. I want to encourage you to, to, to do that. If you need help with that, please reach out. You can find me on social media, Jenny B Wellness. Send me a message. I'll be happy to do a salvation prayer with you. Um, but you can't expect, you know, to see all the promises of God's coming, you know, God coming to fruition in your life. Um, if you were only focused on earthly things and he is not the Lord over your things and you are not stewarding your things well or in a godly way. So if you're spending, you know, because we're talking about time today, you are spending your time doing things, you know, and listen, what did Jesus say? I came so you could have and enjoy your life. Enjoy it. So a lot of people think enjoyment looks like watching their favorite Netflix show or, you know, sitting on the beach, you know, reading a good, you know, fictional, fictional book or, you know, but they've become used to that. Like they have made that their enjoyment. And so a lot of times people be like, well, you know, I'm supposed to enjoy my life. This is what I do for enjoyment. Again, I want to challenge that because if you actually make Jesus the Lord of your time and you say to him, I'm willing to relinquish, surrender the things that I think bring me joy right now, the things that my flesh likes, the things that I'm comfortable with, Jesus, I'm willing to give that to you. And I'm asking you to give me more of you. You be the Lord of my time. You help me steward my time better. And see what happens is the desires shift for you. So what fed your flesh and the way you used to steward your time no longer is attractive to you. And it no longer brings you joy. 
the things that used to bring you joy. What does Colossians 3 said? Put on a new self. You've been raised with Christ to a new life, right? So when you really do take the step to say, I'm willing, this doesn't have to be perfect. It won't be perfect. Okay, it, it won't. He sees your willingness. Lord, I want to go next level with you. So I need, I realize, I recognize I need to steward my time better. I'm used to doing these things with my time. And this is what I enjoy right now. But I'm willing, God, for you to work in with me in this area of my life. Like I'm willing to do that. Now you need to read the scriptures, get on Google and say, um, you know, scriptures about time or sorting your time, you know, you'll be able to find scriptures to read. So do that and pray every day, right? Pray. Like he's not something you put on a shelf and you just pray every once in a while or when you feel like it, this should be a, what did Colossians 3 say? Habitually, right? It didn't say sometimes. It says set your mind and keep focused habitually. So if you know you're trying to steward your time better, Every day, Lord, show me what to do with my time. Lord, I'm trusting you to lead me. I'm trusting you to give me wisdom. And you will find, because I've experienced myself, those old fleshly desires, are they're going to fade away. And you are going to learn his desires for your time. And what will happen is those desires, because you've made him the Lord of your time, and you're stewarding your time the way he asks you to, now those desires will be there and they will bring you great joy. Way more joy than what you were used to before. So I hope you enjoyed this first podcast on stewardship. Obviously, we only got through talking about time. Um, would love your feedback. Please send me a message. If you have any questions about how to start reading your Bible, um, how to get to know Jesus. If you have never given your life to Jesus, please reach out. I would be absolutely honored to, to help you get started in that journey. Also, as I close this out today, um, if you would like to get on the pre-sale list for my book, it's being published by TBN, um, and it launches July 21st. It is called Echoes. It is a good um, portion of my personal testimony. Um, lots of miracles, lots of stories, lots of, oh my goodness, almost embarrassing, you know, things. But the journey of how Jesus transformed me and my life, um, along with practical just steps and, and tools and things that the Lord showed me through that process. So if you would like to be on that pre-sale list, please go to my social media platforms, Jenny B Wellness. Go to the uh, milkshake link in the bio. And there is actually just a Google form. You can send your information and get on the pre-sale list. Um, so I hope you guys will do that. So I will see you next time and we will pick another one of these topics um, talking about stewardship. Have a great night, guys.